Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everybody. Welcome, welcome to another great adventure with Out of Sight Adventures. Please step on in to your ACB Airlines. We're flying in a 747 tonight. Um, Make yourself comfortable. Make sure your belongings are in the proper placement. And I am going to announce our crew for tonight. As everyone knows, my name's Traveling Carrie. I am honored to be the crew leader of this fantastic crew. On my left over here is Brian, my wingman. Hey, 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 everybody. <laughs> but the most important is those that are up front flying the plane. So this evening, I am super excited to announce a brand new pilot. It's our first female pilot. It is Pilot Desiree. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this lovely trip to New York. And then our co-pilot for this evening is Tyson, who will also be our streamer. Good evening, Tyson. Hello, everybody. All right. So what I need is everyone to buckle up their seatbelts. You know how to buckle up your seatbelt unless you haven't been in a car since 1942. (laughs) You're going to buckle it in and you're going to tighten it nice and low on your legs, just like on your thigh, just like Michael Phelps wears his little speedos. Okay, everybody. So make sure your guide dogs are safely put in the proper position as well. And we're going to get this journey started. Now, pilot, Desiree, where are we going again? New York, New York. We will be landing in LaGuardia uh, shortly. Awesome. Well, the temperature tonight currently in LaGuardia is 44 degrees and our low will be 40 tonight. Yeah. Okay. We're going to New York (laughs) in November. I hope everyone's (laughs) packed their parkas. All right. You guys ready for takeoff? We're ready. Thank you for flying AC Bear Airlines, where we get you anywhere in the country from wherever you're flying in 13 seconds. (laughs) Or less. Or less. less. (laughs) All right, Brian, we know how much you love your history. So teach us. So we are going to the city of my birth. And no matter how long I've lived away, if you ask me where I am from, I will tell you New York. Um, so this city is steeped in history, and if you know anything about the history of this country, you know that. Um, it was originally settled by the Dutch, and Manhattan Island, which is the island that everybody wants to visit, although I'm a little partial to Brooklyn personally myself on the tip of Long Island, uh, Manhattan Island was bought from the Native Americans for $24 worth of trinkets which in today's money, they bought the whole island, the Dutch did, for $1,143. So that is the real estate deal of the millennium. Um, And it was originally settled by the Dutch, and then when the English took it over, as they might be giants would have told you, New York was New Amsterdam. So um, New Amsterdam for the Dutch, and when the English took it over, renamed it New York, and that's what we know it for now. Um, There's some really cool things in New York. I love the architecture of the transportation system. Uh, Personally, it's got one of the, even though it's crowded all the time, it's got really cool uh, integrated transportation. So you have the Brooklyn Bridge, which serves as a walking bridge, a subway bridge, and a car bridge. So you could um, use it for different ways. You've got the Brooklyn Battery and the Holland Tunnel, which goes Brooklyn comes in from Brooklyn, Holland comes in from New Jersey into Manhattan, and it goes under the rivers. Um, I always thought the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel as a child looked like I was getting ready to blow up the Death Star when I went through the tunnel itself. So that was a big, exciting experience for me as a child. Uh, I was pretending like I was an X-Wing fighter, for those of you that know what I'm talking about. Um, You have the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, which connects Brooklyn and Staten Island, two of the boroughs in New York City. And that is the longest, I believe this still holds up, the longest suspension bridge in the United States. 
Uh, and then the subway system, which everybody has either heard of or ridden. Um, that's probably one of the most incredible feats in engineering. Um, 60% of this huge system is underground. And considering when they did it, um, not having some of the main machinery that we have today, it was opened in 1904. It is the largest rapid transit system in the world. Um, well, I take that back. In the Western Hemisphere, it is the busiest one in the world. On the busiest day, which was September 14, 2017, if you ask me why that day, I will tell you I have no idea, but it is that day, and 6.1 million people rode it in one day. Whoa. So, wow. like, that's an insane, the, most cities in America don't even have 6.1 million people in it. And then you have 6.1 million just riding the subway system alone. Um, there is over 600 miles of tracks that are used for commercial rail during the day. Um, that's revenue producing. And there's over 800 miles of tracks um, for storage and moving um, the trains around for maintenance and things like that. Um, the subway system it's, it's kind of its own little universe on top of that. So if you go into the major, like Grand Central and Penn Station, uh, Coney Island out in Brooklyn, uh, going into uh, Flushing where the New York Mets play and U.S. Opens played, there's like these whole little microcosms of New York in the stations themselves. You have street vendors and you have mu musicians playing for tips and you see every cross-section of humanity just walking around, just going about their daily business. So the subway is a really interesting place to be, especially in the stations. And I love riding the subways because people just forget that there's 400 other people in the same subway car and just get lost in their own selves and people watching um, even with limited vision like I have is interesting when people don't think people are watching. So it's, <laughs> I that love is it. The fun bit. Yeah. yeah it's it true. Fun. Uh, I love yeah. when, yeah, and the subway cars in New York rock a little bit back and forth. So you actually see people like, like a baby, like fall asleep from the motion of the, the subway car. Um, New York, I like to say is a sports Mecca. I think we have the smartest uh, and greatest fans. Uh, you have the New York Mets, the greatest baseball team out there. Very biased, I'll, full disclosure. The New York Yankees, which may or may not have the most championships in Major League Baseball history. I have to begrudgingly say that. The New York Knicks, which are barely an NBA team. The New York Rangers <laughs> and New York Islanders of the NHL. There's MLS teams and multiple other teams. And then I guess the Jets and the Giants, even though they play in New Jersey, count themselves as New York teams. So... Uh, great sports franchises and sports history in New York City. And then if you guys have listened before, you know, I like to eat. And so I like foodie places. And there's some things that New York is really, really famous for. One of them is pizza, arguably the best pizza in the country. Although if there's any Chicagoans in there, you might have a discussion with me. Uh, the first <laughs> pizzeria in the United States is Lombardi's Pizzeria in Little Italy. It was opened in 1905, and that really established the thin crust New York pizza. And to me, the essential New York pie is a nice thin crispy crust, a nice puffed up soft edge on it. And then you have to have the olive oil that's turned oh, orange from the sauce, yeah. lightly dripping off your bubbled up cheese pizza. That oh, is the quintessential yeah. New York pizza. If you don't have the olive oil dripping off, it's it wasn't made correctly, in my my opinion. And then you have um, cheesecake. And to me, a lot of people like the graham cracker New York style cheesecake, but Junior's cheesecake is probably the most famous. Um, and it is a actually a sponge cake cheesecake. And it's the only cheesecake I've ever eaten in my life, and it was delicious. And you can now get them shipped to you and there's actually i think even home shopping or qvc does, does a junior's cheesecake night on it um and nathan's famous franks so nathan's is a hot dog stand that started in coney island brooklyn um and a lot of the famous vaudevillian actors uh, would go out there jimmy durante and those guys and sit at the counter and the cool thing about nathan's is they're a natural casing hot dog and they put them on the flat top and that casing gets nice and crispy and they have the best crinkle cut french fries um and they serve them with like this little devil's pitch fork fork to eat your french fries with because 
the proper way to get them is with a ton of cheese sauce on it. So, oh, um, yes. so you, yes. if you want to eat them with your fingers, it's going to be horribly, horribly, horribly messy. So this will probably be my shortest travel geek segment because there is so much more to get to. <laughs> um, there is, but tell everybody how we're getting from the airport to Manhattan from LaGuardia. Oh, we're going to take the train to the plane, take the train to the plane, take the train. So it's really cool that subway system <laughs> I told you about. You can get on a subway plane out at LaGuardia and take it right into Manhattan and it'll take you into one of the major hubs and you can go anywhere in the five boroughs. Um Typically 24 hours, but we got this little thing going on. So from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. right now, they are sanitizing all the trains. So it is not a 24-hour service, but when things get back to normal, regular operating system, you can do seven days a week, 24 hours on the subway. So going from the airport into Manhattan on one of those subway trains. Well, I think it's time to go explore New York. What do you think about that? Why don't we go visit the famous lady, the Statue of Liberty. So has anyone ever heard of the Statue of Liberty? Of course we've all heard of the Statue of Liberty. Did you know she is made of copper and she was actually a gift from France. In October of 1886 is when she was put together and thanks to Brian (sighs) taking my thunder away of how many pieces So go ahead, Brian. Tell everybody because I scratched it out. How many it was pieces? it was it was shipped over to the United <laughs> States in 350 different pieces and then assembled and, on Liberty Island. Right, but did you know the first part of her was made was her head and her torch. The head was 18 feet tall, and the reason why they made the head and the torch first was to raise funds. So let me just describe for those of you that have never seen the Statue of Liberty. She is actually a replica of the goddess of Liberus, which stands for Liberty. She is uh, 306 feet tall, and she is standing with her right arm extended up, holding the torch of freedom and light. And then in her, nope, backwards, right hand is the torch. Left hand is a book that says July fourth eight eight um seventeen seventy six because that's when we had our independence and this was a gift from France to celebrate our independence but it did not get finished building till eighteen eighty six of October and put together. The um the other thing is that's really amazing about the Statue of Liberty is they have an excellent audio description tour that you can take. And just to let you guys know, between 1892 and 1954, when Ellis Island stopped the process of being where all the Europeans came to come into America, was over 12 million people were processed at Ellis Island. And there was a two-step process. So when you go there, you have to make sure you take a tour of the history because there was a two-step process that you went through. First was your health check. And then the second was actually legal to make sure you had all your paperwork. So it's super, super amazing tour that you can take there. The other thing about the Statue of Liberty that's really amazing is that she is um, also stepping with her right foot forward. A lot of people think that the statue is standing perfectly still, but she actually has her right foot slightly forward looking like to take a step over a chains and that's the chains of freedom of being break break breaking through freedom so that is my information and she is so beautiful she you 
right now you can't take the steps up to her head. Um, her head has a beautiful copper crown on her head as well. And um, let's see, what else can I describe to you? It, it's just beautiful. You, um, when you're in New York, you've got to go out and see the Statue of Liberty. My child, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. What is your experience? I actually got to go all the way up to um, yes. her head. Um, yeah. So I it, how many steps it was? A lot. It was a, It was an extra hundred and something. <laughs> it's a <laughs> like lot. Yeah, Having done a, it, yeah. it's a lot. And I was in shape. Now I'm not out of shape. I don't know if I could do it, but I was in shape when I did it. Um, one of the things you need to know, though, if you're traveling there, you must make a reservation months in advance if you yeah. want to actually get onto Liberty Island itself. So you can take um, a ferry out there and view it from the water. But if you want to actually get on Liberty Island, you actually have to make a reservation. They only allow X amount of people. I don't know the exact number, but it's not a lot. And typically, if you try and get it within 30 to 45 days, you're not going to get it. So if you're planning a trip to New York um, in the next couple of years and you really want to go to the Statue of Liberty, it's really impressive to stand at the pedestal of the Statue of Liberty and realize how massive it is. Because I grew up seeing it from afar, from the highways, from the rooftops. You can see it anywhere along the water. Um, it's this just beacon of hope right out in the middle of the harbor. Um, and because it's copper and because of the oxidation, that's why it's got that green color and it makes it very visible from everywhere. And then at night it lights up and you can see it at night even better. Um, you don't realize how big it is until you're on Liberty Island and you're like, holy crud, this thing's giant. And I just signed up to walk all of those steps. So, um, <laughs> and the steps get narrow as you get higher and higher and yes, higher they do. And yeah. higher <laughs> and higher. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> And if you're if you're a geek like me, there was a, a famous superhero fight that was took place um, uh, on the Statue of Liberty. So that you know you can look at that. You're not going to get on the outside of it, but you can at least like peer out and be like, oh, that's where Wolverine was. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Statue of Liberty's um, and and who was who designed it. Did you get that? It was Eiffel himself. The man that designed the Eiffel Tower was actually the designer yes. of the Statue of Liberty. Yes. So that's got... pretty interesting. Yeah. So yeah. you got two famous structures by him on opposite sides of the bond. Yes. So one of my favorite places to go since we're walking around New York is across the street from Central Park. And Central Park in itself is an insanely gorgeous place to go. This like just acres of greenery in the middle of the busiest city in the United States. But across the street is the American Museum of Natural History and the Hayden Planetarium. And if you are a child in New York, the thing you look forward to most in your elementary school age is the day the permission slip goes home to your parents that you're doing your um, field trip to the Museum of Natural History. And this was even before Night at the Museum. So it was famous before that. Um, it's absolutely incredible. And even before I looked up some of the facts for this, I knew it was huge. I didn't realize how huge. Um, it, the incarnation that it's in now opened in 1869, uh, its original location though, wasn't in the building it's in now. It was across the street in central park. Uh, but it, it got so many specimens so quickly that it quickly outgrew the central park arsenal and, uh, had to move across the street and to the current building. Now the building's 1.6 million square feet. <laughs> You know, to put that in perspective, a really big Walmart Supercenter is like just over 300,000 square feet. So if you can picture like five Walmart Supercenters in the middle of Manhattan, um, that's how much space it takes up. And so it, it's giant. It takes up four square city blocks. Um, it's got over 33 million specimens in it that have been collected from all around the world. So, if, you know, you're not even seeing a smidgen uh, when you go there and there's a lot to see. Typically if I go um, it's going to be a two day trip because that's how much stuff is there. They have over 40 um, exhibition halls. And of course 
if you've seen Night at the Museum, you know they have a giant T-Rex that likes to play catch. Um, <laughs> it has <laughs> it has the largest collection of dinosaur bones um, of any museum in the world. the The dinosaur bone exhibit there is just you can literally spend all day in that, uh, and not even go to the dioramas. And um, you're not going to get a, a pocket size Owen Wilson, but you will see the di- dioramas. And Dum Dum is there, and the little monkey, and Dum uh, Dum with his gum gum. Yes, exactly. So it, it's amazing. Like I'm smiling talking about it. That's the memories I have of it. <laughs> like it, it's I every time I go to New York, I try and go. Um, the one thing I will tell you is that the price of admission is suggested if if you have somebody with you that can see or you can see or you can ask underneath the admission price it says suggested donation admission into the museum is actually free yeah. um now if I you want to gonna... take yeah if you want to take part in any of the shows or tours or any, and they do do all sorts of tours and they do have audio description uh for self-guided tours and things like that um those cost money but to actually just go to the museum, it's actually free. There, yes. kept, um, and the guy that discovered the the bones of the T Rex and, and the T Rex himself was actually he's the top dinosaur hunter of all time, and he was actually an employee of the Museum of Natural History when he found the T Rex that is um, there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's kinda, super cool. Yeah, yeah, my fun. grandmother, when she took me there, she's like, now you only have five hours. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you can't. So I was like, so I was like running around like she's like, I'm going to put a leash on you. I'm like, come on, grandma. We only got we only got an hour left. Come on, come on, grandma. Yeah, I don't even know if you can get through the one museum oh, in five hours. No. And then the Hayden Planetarium no. on, you know, I didn't even oh, talk about that. Yes. That's just amazing. And if you're into that stuff, you know who Neil deGrasse Tyson is, and he's like the famous good-looking astrophysicist. Uh, and he runs that place, and they just have top-notch shows and exhibitions. And um, <laughs> one of the videos I watched was a famous New Yorker saying, yeah, my kids like to call it the largest daycare in America. Because if you go <laughs> on any given day, there's just thousands of kids running around happily through both of those places. So oh. it's just a really cool place. And the outside architecture is amazing. So if you're in New York, you got to go. Well, so where, where, about, where are we going next, Miss Terry? Well, talking about, talking about structures, why don't we go over and visit the Empire State uh, Empire State Building. I almost said Empire Strikes Back again. Anyway, <laughs> you got me on Star Wars. <laughs> Different call. Yeah, that's later tonight, that nerd call. Anyway, <laughs> Empire State Building is amazing. But unlike the Statue of Liberty, which is ran as part of the um, uh, uh, state, uh, what do you call it? State oh. Parks. State parks, um, Empire State is a privately. So you do have to pay and it varies on the time that you go. Um, the cheapest tickets is $13 and as high as $61. Um, the less crowded times, of course, is the cheaper. And that's usually between 8 and 10 in the morning. But it is amazing. It is 102 stories tall. It has two observation areas. One is on the 86th floor, where that's a lot of famous movies have been filmed. Um, Brian, do you remember the name of some of those movies? Uh, The two most famous are going to be Breakfast at Tiffany's and Sleepless in Seattle. Yes, but there are others. There are a ton others. Yeah, absolutely. Tons, but those are the two most Maybe King Kong. You know, that might be one that people know, too. (laughs) But we didn't put God. We didn't put King Kong like Japan put Godzilla as the. Yeah, he's he is not a travel. <laughs> he's just a Broadway star. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, did you know the construction for the Empire State Building started in 1830 to 1831? So it took them a year to build this Art Deco building, and it is amazing. And on top of it is a radio station tower as well. Um, Art Deco, it's very um, cylinder, it's um, 
with squared it's more like a rectangle not a cylinder because the, <laughs> yeah and then on the very top it's got um the windows are curvatured like an arch and it is just so beautifully done um brian did you go up to the hundred and second floor or I've, i've been you to only both been to the, okay. no, i've been to both um i, I find the 86 better personally um but that radio tower do you know it was originally designed for for king kong oh i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) it was supposed to be a um a zeppelin docking station oh that's what that tower is originally there for that's right i did not know that so what else is really interesting about this set of empire there we go again Empire State Building. Um, <laughs> the the um, <laughs> you can the elevators see. will make your your ears pop because they go so fast. Um, yes. So if you if you go on the elevators and you you're going to the express elevator to the 86th floor from ground ground level, your ears will experience a level of popping sensation, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, when it was finished in 1931, it was the largest building in the world, tallest building in the world tallest building in the world and also you can view six different states from the observation tower observation deck of the 86th floor well i can't but you know well neither can i <laughs> but i did when i went i Not did like when you're i half went blind or anything i know yeah. three quarters you know what? You know, let me okay. tell you i have i have i have the best person to describe what it's like to be in the Empire State Building. Tyson, can you introduce? All right. So we have someone who is very well known to the blind community. And she at one time went up and observed it and wrote a letter. Yes. In 1932. On my birthday, actually. Let me know if you guys are hearing this or if you don't hear it, actually. 
than ordinary eyes see. I will concede that my guide saw a thousand things that escaped me from the top of the Empire Building, but I am not envious. For imagination creates distances and horizons that reach to the end of the world. It is as easy for the mind to think in stars as in cobblestones. Sightless, Milton dreamed visions no one else could see, radiant with an inward light. He sent forth rays by which mankind beholds the realms of paradise. But what of the Empire Building? It was a thrilling experience to be whizzed in a lift a quarter of a mile heavenward and to see New York spread out like a marvelous tapestry beneath us. There was the Hudson, more like the flash of a sword blade than a noble river. The little island of Manhattan, set like a jewel in its nest of rainbow waters, stared up into my face, and the solar system circled about my head. Why, I thought, the sun and the stars are suburbs of New York, and I never knew it. I had a sort of wild desire to invest in a bit of real estate on one of the planets. All sense of depression and hard times vanished. I felt like being frivolous with the stars. But that was only for a moment. I am too static to feel quite natural in a star view cottage on the Milky Way, which must be something of a merry-go-round, even on quiet days. I was pleasantly surprised to find the Empire Building so poetical. From everyone except my blind friend, I had received an impression of sordid materialism. The piling up of one steel honeycomb upon another with no real purpose but to satisfy the American craving for the superlative in everything. A Frenchman has said, in his exalted moments, the American fancies himself a demigod. Nay, a god, for only gods never tire of the prodigious. The highest, the largest, the most costly is the breath of his vanity. Well, I see in the Empire Building something else. Passionate skill, arduous and fearless idealism. The tallest building is a victory of imagination. Instead of crouching close to earth like a beast, the spirit of man soars to higher regions, and from this new point of vantage, he looks upon the impossible with fortified courage and dreams yet more magnificent enterprises. What did I see and hear from the Empire Tower? As I stood there twixt earth and sky, I saw a romantic structure wrought by human brains and hands that is to the burning eye of the sun a rival luminary. I saw it stand erect and serene in the midst of storm and the tumult of elemental commotion. I heard the hammer of Thor ring when the shaft began to rise upward. I saw the unconquerable steel, the flash of testing flames, the sword-like rivets. I heard the steam drills and pandemonium. I saw countless skilled workers welding together that mighty symmetry. I looked upon the marvel of frail yet indomitable hands that lifted the tower to its dominating height. Let cynics and supersensitive souls say what they will about American materialism and machine civilization. Beneath the surface are poetry, mysticism, and inspiration that the Empire Building somehow symbolizes. In that giant shaft, I see a groping toward beauty and spiritual vision. I am one of those who see and yet believe. I hope I have not wearied you with my screed about sight and seeing. The length of this letter is a sign of long, long thoughts that bring me happiness. I am with every good wish for the new year. Sincerely yours, Helen Keller. When I heard that, I was like so beautifully and eloquently said by her and that I had to share that with everybody. Okay, so Brian, I am ready to go shopping. And then when we're done, I want to go get a hot pastrami on rice. So okay, let's so, go shopping. 
So on our way, walking from, well, across the street from the Empire State Building is definitely one of the most famous stores, but I think you're going to talk about that. So we'll walk right past it and go towards the <laughs> really, really famous stores. And But on the way there, we're going to stop somewhere. Oh. So Broadway is my church. I am a Broadway, well, not a Broadway performer, but I'm a musical theater performer. I'm an actor. I live to be in Times Square. Nothing makes me feel better outside of my family than walking around Times Square. Um, and to get to the famous shopping that we will talk about in about two minutes, you have to go through Times Square. And the energy in Times Square um, is incredible. There was an audio I was going to play, but for sake of time, I'm going to pass it. It's 30 minutes of a person walking through Times Square at midnight. And you would think that they were at a house party in Orlando where I live at 7 p.m. Like, it's just... That is the heart of Manhattan where everybody comes and gathers. And one time I stayed there and I was with my best friend and we're in a hotel and I was like, hey, let's go get pizza. He's like, it's three in the morning. I'm like, yeah, I know. Let's go get pizza. And we went to the pizzeria down the street and there was a line of people that we waited 25 minutes to get a slice of pizza because it truly is the city that never sleeps. (laughs) Um, Broadway is famous for the musicals. It started as like Tim Pinelli, Vaudevillian stuff. uh, And then the Gershwins and um, those people transformed it into the American modern musical theater. Um, And now you have shows like Dear Evan Hansen and Wicked and this little show Hamilton that a few people have heard about um, (laughs) that, when all this craziness is over, we'll come back stronger than ever. And it, if, if you need to experience the energy of the human soul, just go to Times Square and just walk around. And by the way, there's a Junior's Cheesecake there. So you can go get a piece of that Junior's Cheesecake that I talked about earlier in the call. And if you kept walking through Broadway, past all the beautiful marquees and theaters and restaurants and lights, you would make your way over to Tiffany and Company. You would make your way over to Saks Fifth oh, Avenue. You'd... Blue box with the ribbon. Yeah. So you, the the flagship stores of so many major retailers that have survived the um, digital shopping um, influx are still in New York. Um, and it is amazing to go into these huge concrete stores that are just everywhere. Uh, and also in order to get to those stores, you have to pass by the museum, Metropolitan Museum of Modern Art, which is another great museum in New York that has dozens of great museums. Um, so yeah, that side of town is amazing and shopping is fun and we got Black Friday coming up. So why not talk about shopping? Yes, but we've got to go back to that store because there are some people on this call that are going to be like, New York, got to go. They have an Apple store on Fifth Avenue that's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Brian? Yes. And it's I did not. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I think we just lost our pilot and co-pilot. Yeah. If the stream just went haywire, <laughs> we apologize. <laughs> Uh, so um that store was not there when i was in new york and so brian you told me you've got experience i have been to that store it is gorgeous it makes every other mac store look small um or apple store i should say and it is like going to places where you're just with your people if you're an Apple person um, because it's a different level of shopper that's going to that store and it's a tourist destination on top of it. So, you know, you could yeah, walk it's in. Not like, it's not like the Millennium Mall when someone's like, hey, let's go to the Apple Bar. And I went in there and right. I was like, where's my drink and snacks? No. Yeah, was, no. Yeah, yeah, this is like an Apple store. 
Yeah, it's, it like it's two stories. Steroids. It's probably yeah. four times bigger than any other Apple store I've been in. Um, and the geniuses there are actually geniuses. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I found it impressive. And um, it was nice to, you know, if you wanted at one in the morning to leave the bar to go to the genius bar, it was you had the option <laughs> to do that. That's so, right. That's right. Um, yep. So, so cool. So and um, that place actually isn't far from another famous restaurant. I'm kind of getting hungry. I know. I want to go have some hot pastrami on rye. Yes. Can we go to Cats, please? Oh, please. Can okay. we please go to Cats's? <laughs> yeah, Cats's is amazing. So it's over 131 years old. Cats Deli. It's one of the world's famous Jewish delis. And let me just tell you, um, if you go into Ketz and you get to up to the carvers that are making your sandwich and you do not know what you want to order, you better run and leave because they are going to scream at you. You think the soup Nazi was bad? Oh, this is even just as bad. They will yell at you because you've been waiting. There are long. videos on YouTube. Yes. And I've experienced it. I've been to this place a, a, quite a few times. It's the best pastrami I've ever eaten. But literally, it was like 10 order takers, sandwich makers in like kind of a almost assembly line. And you waited a half hour to get there. And you kind of know what you're getting, hopefully. But if you get up there and do the stare at the McDonald's screen, even though they've had the same quarter pounder for 40 years, uh, kind of thing that everybody does when they go to a fast food restaurant, they'll be like, okay, next, you got to go. Go to the back of the line. Like I've, I've seen them send people to the back of the line. Yes. So my it, experience at Cats was in 1988. And in 1989, there was a movie that was filmed there. And you might pilot, you might know the scene. You might know the scene. Getting it, getting it, getting it. It's okay. So go ahead, Brian. Talk about, yeah, and my grandmother and I, we had just flown back from Europe and all I wanted was like a big, hot, juicy pastrami sandwich. Yeah, but and big doesn't even go to describe it. Yeah, no, it's humongo. <laughs> it, it's, it's a two-meal so, two sandwich. Like, it's like two pounds of hot pastrami. And, it and it's like $20. Like, you pay for it, but it, oh, yeah. it literally, you oh. can. I, I don't know anybody that's finished one in one sitting. Yeah. Myself included. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's just so, so big and it's ginormous, their sandwiches. But I was so, uh, when I, I couldn't even take a bite and my, I, I've got a big mouth and I was like trying to get it. And my grandmother's like, um, now put your sandwich down and cut it in fourths. So I had like a half a sandwich I had to cut in fourths because there was so much meat and so much all oh, yumminess. Cool. So I think so, we're ready for the video. Okay, awesome. And, and you guys may have, might know this You know, one. I'm so glad I never got involved with you. I just would have ended up being some woman you had to get up out of bed and leave at 3 o'clock in the morning and go clean your andirons. And you don't even have a fireplace. Not that I would know this. Why are you getting so upset? This is not about you. <laughs> yes, it is. You are a human affront to all women, and I am a woman. Hey, I don't feel great about this, but I don't hear anyone complaining. Of course not. You're out the door too fast. I think they have an okay time. How do you know? I mean, how do I know I know? Because they... Yes, because they... How do you know that they're really... What are you saying? That they fake orgasm? She's been making a hand gesture. Why? Most women at one time or another have faked it. Well, they haven't faked it with me. How do you know? <laughs> because I know. Oh. Right. That's right. I forgot. You're a man. What was that supposed to mean? Nothing. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. You don't think that I can tell a difference? No. Get out of here. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. 
Oh, God. Ooh. Oh, God. Oh. 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 Oh, God. Oh, yeah, right there. Harry is starting to look oh. a bit embarrassed. Oh. 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 Oh, God. Oh. Yes. Yes. Fellow diners yes. are turning around yes. and looking at her. Yes. Yes. Oh. Oh. Oh, yes. 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 Oh. Yes. 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 Oh. 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 Oh, God. Oh. And she quickly compartmentalizes and goes back to eating her salad as normal. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> so that was filmed in Katz's Deli. And the I'll have what she's having is Rob Reiner's mom, who is the director of that famous rom-com when Harry met Sally. Yeah. Um, so when that-, that movie came out, my grandmother's like, we were there. That's where we had the hot pastrami. And the cool part or uncool part that really kind of put Katz's on the tourist map so now it is uh, a tourist destination on top of being the best pastrami sandwich in New York so you know it's been 30 years that movie was made yeah it's great well 31 no yeah, 31. yes 31 years so we are on a time schedule and we have to get to the best thing the whole reason we're doing this this week Thanksgiving Day for me is all about Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um, so this year it's going to be abbreviated from what I understand, and that's okay. It's still happening. So uh, it is the second oldest um, Thanksgiving Day Parade in America, only behind Philadelphia and tied with Detroit. Um, it started, I believe in 1928 uh i have a typo so i apologize um well the modification for this year is they're still going to inflate the balloons they're not having any marching bands and they are going to record the singers and the production part of it and the balloons are only going to go around like a block so the really cool thing about so the the parade is a huge attraction, but something that a lot of non-New Yorkers don't know is that the inflation of the balloons in front of the American Museum of Natural History is a tourist event in itself. They have like radio stations out there. You wait in line if you don't get there early. Literally, we waited for two hours a couple of years ago, and my then two-year-old wasn't having it. So we waited in for two hours and didn't get to go to the balloon. But you can Aww. walk around where they're actually inflating the balloons and getting them ready for the next morning. And that's an experience in itself. Like you, they, they got food vendors everywhere and music, and there's just tens of thousands of people uh, just waiting to see them blow up the balloons, not even to see the parade himself. So I, I apologize. It was 1924. And the Philadelphia one started in 1920. It is the largest parade in the world. Um, And it is the second longest running parade. I've said that. And Snoopy is actually the balloon that has made the most appearances in the parade. uh, In different... Snoopy! In different incarnations, it's happened. Um, It's been televised on NBC since 1953 and although al roker does a great job oh my gosh the guy's name's escaping me um the weatherman before al roker that was the original ronald mcdonald if anybody knows oh, um yes will will something right mm. yes i know the guy you're yeah. talking about but yeah. um he, he was the original, yeah uh he <laughs> he made the parade for me because he was like eternally ble- beaming sunshine all the time um something I found out by looking some facts up in they didn't have a plan uh, to deflate the balloons. The balloons have been part of this almost from the first year. And so they literally just let 
the balloons go and burst in the atmosphere and wherever they fell, they fell. So Macy's, uh, who's been the sponsor from day one, uh, the parade ends at their um, Herald Square store, which is directly across the street from the Empire State Building. It's a giant store. It's where the movie Miracle on 34th Street, you know, is based. Um on that store, they put out a bounty of a hundred dollars in nineteen twenty-eight for any returned balloons. <laughs> so um one of the balloons burst over a house in Long Island, and there was a fight among Mortis neighbors and the house owner. Oh and goodness. they stopped doing the bounty because a hundred dollars was a lot of money back in 1920. Yeah. It's still a, a lot of money, but back then it was even more. And for three years, this is crazy. If you think about this, especially in our Sue happy world, they had tigers that walked freely along the parade route <laughs> for three years. Crazy. Wow. <laughs> so Brian, uh, yes. yes. The weatherman you were thinking of is Willard Scott. Willard, I knew it was Will. I just couldn't get the rest of it. Thank and you very Willard much. Scott, yeah. uh, somebody by the name of Diane with her hand raised for a bit. Cool. And then I will tell you oh. my, my childhood memories. <laughs> okay. Um, what I wanted to mention was that I just saw it in the uh, dots and dashes that they're going to be uh, audio describing it. Oh, oh, very cool. Yes. That's fantastic news. Oh, I, I really sure. want to yeah. see it, but I think it might conflict with the parade here. So I don't know if I'll be able to. <laughs> I live in Detroit or near Detroit. Which oh. is tied for the second longest running parade. <laughs> So Philadelphia's first and Detroit and the Macy's Parade. So the Detroit Parade, as you can tell us, is the American Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yes. Well, so, so they're tied for the second longest running Thanksgiving Day Parade. Well, but maybe that's cool. That's great information. Maybe there's something that ACB Media can do for us and get that audio description for Macy's Parade and play it again for us. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. They... Um... I guess that you just get it in the usual way that you would get audio description, you know, on a network show. Turn on your SAP. Awesome. Well, thank you very yeah. much. We appreciate that information. That's really good stuff. Thank you. Thank you, NBC. Um, <laughs> so for me growing up there, it was a big deal. Um, my dad would get up way before the sunshine because if you don't get there early, you're not going to see it, especially if you're a little kid. Um, and we would get there and he would sit me on his shoulders for hours on end with a thermos of hot chocolate. And I would get so excited to see Mighty Mouse and Mickey Mouse and Snoopy and see all these. And then as I've gone back as an adult to go back and still like, it still excites me. I love it. I watch it every year on TV or if I'm in New York, I try and go to it. Uh, the last time we were in New York, we had a two-year-old that wasn't all that sit still happy but we were in a hotel that we're two blocks away from the parade route so when we were leaving to go to my aunt's house in Staten Island we could see the balloons passing by and I got taken back to eight-year-old Brian and got giddy and jumped up and down a little bit in the middle of Times Square and it was awesome and I just loved that parade and really in all honesty for me it started as a Christmas parade and for me Christmas season doesn't start until they make that announcement here comes the sleigh and Santa Claus oh. finishes the whole parade and he's waving to everybody and comes through Herald Square. And then, although I have my Christmas stuff up already because I needed some happiness, um, the Christmas season for me doesn't start until Santa's come through Herald Square. Oh. So we are Thank coming. Thank you. You're welcome. So we are coming to the end of our call and we like to do our trivia questions. For those of you that have won the past two weeks, I apologize a great deal. By midnight tomorrow, Eastern time, I will get all winners caught up to date. <laughs> if you have won before, and uh, please don't answer first. And our both of our questions, I said it during, in this last segment, so it should be fresh in your mind if you're paying attention. The first one is... Where are the Macy's Thanksgiving Day balloons blown up? So first hand up, Desiree, with the correct answer. That will be our first winner. Do we have any hands? No hands. I have a hand. We have a hand. Cool. We have a hand. And Number who ending in 638. Hey, 638. 
Hello, this is Beth. I believe you said it was Times Square. Oh, it is not. Oh, so close, but not right. You're about about 30 blocks oh, away. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> not closer to 40 blocks away. Yeah. Yeah. It might be a museum. Oh, did I say that? Oh, oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <sighs> Any other hands? We can move on to another question. I see no other hands. No other hands. Cool. So the next question what balloon what balloon has made, made the most appearances what character balloon has made the most appearances in the parade i have a hand yay all right who is diane. it, it is hey diane. diane diane is it snoopy it is yes! snoopy so, Diane, our email is outofsightadventures2020 at gmail. If you would kindly email me, um, and I will get the $100 travel savings card to you. So, outofsightadventures2020, it's part of the schedule link that goes out by ACB. And um. Could I, I, I didn't, I didn't realize I was going to be winning anything. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't, I can't imagine that I would be using the card unless it's like good indefinitely. So. It is right now good indefinitely. So, or when I send it to you, if you knew somebody that travels, you can pass it on to them with okay. the regis- registration um, information. So, okay. All right. And then thank I will, thank you for getting the answer right. We appreciate it. So I will go to a, a, a second question, not about the Thanksgiving Day Parade, and I imagine we're going to have hands for this. What movie was the movie clip that was filmed in Matt and Cat's Deli from? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Do we have any hands? <laughs> no hands. All right. We're giving out one true one card this week. Well, guys. Okay. So on, on that note, Brian, did you get yeah. an opportunity to use our app to see where we might be able to hang out? Because it's like getting very, very cold. And I think I just want to stay yeah, so one I, night I, in New York. I personally have used the app and to go Thanksgiving week. And I saved that week. We booked the Hilton Times Square and we played $1,200 for six days and when we wow. went to and that beautiful we, place really good yeah. beautiful really place good i've been there. there twice and when we um when we tried to book it thanksgiving week is usually the most expensive week one of the most expensive weeks ago when we looked everywhere else outside of our app it was four thousand dollars or more awesome so yeah awesome. So, pretty awesome so thank you guys so much for tuning in i'm going to turn this over to terry to say yeah. her goodbyes And I just want to say thank you so much for all of you guys that are listening on ACB Community Stream and definitely to all of our crew members, um, our brand new member of our pilot crew. And if you know, we're always looking for our pilot crew to expand. Desiree, thank you so much for getting us here safely and not allowing us to turn the ACB Airlines into a cruise liner. (laughs) <laughs> and using our inflatables. Um, My Tyson, pleasure. <laughs> uh, Tyson was our co-pilot tonight and streamer for ACB Media. Thank you so much, Tyson, for all you do for our community and streaming us live to all those out there. Once again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Take an hour out of your week to stay with us. If you want any information on how to travel better, and we're a complete lifestyle company, we offer health benefits too, um, please reach out to us via email or Facebook. And I am going to play us out with the greatest song of all time. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to come back next week and invite all your friends to join us. We'll be back next week. We're going out of the country, ladies and gentlemen. So get make your sure passport passports are ready, ready and your guide dogs have their appointments for their vacation during that time. Their vaccinations. And vaccinations. Yeah, that's like a whole call we need to do. Yes. Yes, it is. Brian, don't make me start singing. Are you saying you sing out of tune? (laughs) I'm longing to stray. (laughs) No, I'm just trying to get Brian to sing. (laughs)
Uh, that's I, I'd say you succeeded. Yeah. Just sing us out, Brian. Sing us out. Come on. Want to wake up in a city that never sleep. <laughs> All okay, righty. I gotta leave now. <laughs> Abraham. Abraham. <laughs> All right, so due to technical difficulties, we will not experience New York, New York. <laughs>